This is episode number 167 with Director of Data Science at Data Society, Nisha Iyer. Welcome to the Super Data Science Podcast. My name is Kirill Eremenko, data science coach and lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you inspiring people and ideas to help you build your successful career in data science. Thanks for being here today. And now let's make the complex simple. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Super Data Science Podcast. Super excited to have you on board. And today we've got a very interesting guest, Nisha Iyer, who is the director of data science at the Data Society. So Data Society is a company that is based in Washington and they help businesses adopt a data science culture, a data culture in their organization and enhance the data literacy of their employees. Uh, they work both with uh, companies and federal agencies. And so what I found about this interesting about this conversation was that the, just a whole notion that with time, more and more organizations are going to require more and more people in their companies to, uh, or within their operations, to actually be familiar with data science or even more be able to operate with data. And the interesting part is that this is not a one-way game. As Nisha shared, you will see that people in organizations want to do that as well. People in organizations want to learn. And one of the examples Nisha shared that was that uh, there was an organization that had where they were doing some training and only had 40 places available, but something like 270 people applied to be part of that training. So it just stands to show that employees and uh, people who work in companies actually recognize the importance of data science regardless of their actual role, regardless of what they do. They just see that it is important and it does make a difference. It does add value to their roles. So that's what we're talking about uh, in this podcast. Plus, you'll get to know Nisha's background, where she came from. She's actually uh, from a background that's not technical. She's, uh, she has a hospitality and communications background and still nevertheless she got into data science. So a very inspiring story of all the challenges she overcame to get to where she is. And on that note, I'm not going to hold you up any longer. Let's dive straight into it. Without further ado, I bring to you Nisha Iyer, Director of Data Science at the Data Society. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Super Data Science Podcast. Today, I've got a very special guest, Nisha Iyer, Director of Data Science at the Data Society. Nisha, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be joining you guys. I'm very excited to be having you here. And tell us where you're calling in from. Calling in from Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Amazing. What's the weather like there? You, you mentioned it's like 18 degrees or something, 65 Fahrenheit. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool today, but it's usually muggy and hot in the summer. It's summer here right now, so we got a nice break from it. Nice, nice. Um, well, it's, it's always good to have a bit of variety, isn't it, in the weather? Not too much, though. Yeah, well, we have a lot of variety. So DC gets all four seasons, definitely. Oh, okay. but uh, yeah, but the summers here get pretty hot. Okay, 
That's good. Well, what I was what I was referring to more is kind of like if you go to we have a city in Australia called Melbourne. If you go there, you get four seasons every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So people listening from Melbourne, I know you hate me for these comments, but like every time I go there, it happens. Like you don't take an umbrella, it rains. You take an umbrella, it's hot. It's like it's uh it's very interesting climate there. Unpredictable. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um. All right. So um. You are, Nisha, you are the director of data science at Data Society. It's an ed tech company. Tell us a little bit more about Data Society to, to kick us off, please. Sure. So Data Society is uh, ed tech startup. And what we mean when we say ed tech is education about uh, data science. So mm-hmm. we're, our goal, our main goal is to spread data science literacy and to help companies spread data science literacy throughout their companies. And um, as we're situated in the D.C. area, we work with a lot of federal government agencies Mm -hmm. as well as private firms. So Mm -hmm. what we do is we work with these companies to build uh, customized trainings for them so that they are able to train their employees uh, to be able to employ, to use data science uh, better. Mm -hmm. And... Um, actually, you know, make data-driven decisions. So I think that this came from just the observations from uh, my co- my manager and co-founder of the company. Uh, the the two of them just saw that there, you know, there wasn't a, there's a lack of actual data science being used in companies, mm-hmm. uh, just as it's a, a, such a new emerging field, especially in this area. And everyone, it's like the buzzword, you know, the buzzwords are like big data, um, predictive analytics, machine learning. And then at the end of the day, no one really knows what to do or how to use it. And uh, just becomes, it just becomes the words versus actual, actually looking and using the data to, uh, to drive the decisions. So, so what we do is we build trainings um, as simple as introduction to R and Python and as complex as uh, deep learning neural networks. Mm. And we deliver those trainings uh, with our in-house instructors and our in-house instructors go and deliver trainings to uh, all the different places we work with. Okay. Wow. That's, that's a really cool um, company, a very cool mission. How long has the company been around for? So the co-founders, Started it in 2014, mm-hmm. and I think it's I I joined last year, so I've been with the company for about a year. Mm-hmm. And when I joined, there was about four people, and now we have there's four people working, you know, main on the um, actual data society where the we work out of a co-working space. So there's four people here, and there's about 20 people total because we had some people remote uh, for the development side and stuff. And now we have about 12 people sitting in our offices. So it's growing fast. It's pretty cool. It's been pretty cool to see the company develop. Wow. So it's gone, It's grown threefold in just a year. That's that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Okay, and so um, just stands to show how valuable this kind of mission and approach is. And you mentioned you work with both companies and government institutions being in Washington, D.C., what would you say is like, are there any major differences like in terms of demand for your products or in terms of what uh, it is that you help them with mostly? 
I think the similarities are what we help them with mostly because all of them just need help in, you know, many times it's different subject matter or uh, it's a different approach to the type of training. Like, for example, we're currently working with um, Health and Human Services, which is the federal agency HHS in D.C., and they want an eight-week boot camp delivered. So it's uh, spread out over eight weeks. Mm. Many of our corporate clients, we will do like one week long boot camp. So it's it's a rigorous, rigorous type of course that every day is eight hours and we deliver like data science 101 in one week. And mm-hmm. they go through a lot of different and then they take that knowledge and apply it. Whereas uh, the federal agency uh, where we work with them to build a capstone project over the eight weeks. So maybe it's just in the difference of delivery. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, I think that everyone's looking for the same result, which is how to employ data science better in their, within their agency or within their company. Very, very interesting. And so uh, is, it, is my understanding correct that you don't just train up the data scientists per se, you train up pretty much anybody or even everybody in the company to be more data literate and to be more adept with handling data or leveraging the power of data in their day-to-day roles. Yeah, and I mean, there would be a technical, like for example, the training that we're giving currently for HHS, we had a, a you know an, an interview process for people to get screened to come into the course. So we actually had a huge turnout of people that applied for the boot camp, mm. uh, about 475 people, and the only the cohort can only be 30 people. So we wow. had to. Uh, whittle down the process by seeing who was most, you know, who would best fit in. So with that, we actually looked for who had a bit of a more technical background, so they'd be able to catch on faster. So these people, this this training directed more people with some type of technical background, or maybe they've done some kind of programming in their past, but they don't have like a very strong foundation, oh, yeah. and they also don't really have a foundation in data science, like they don't know the algorithms and. Um, you know, the statistics or they're missing one of the three, you know, the intersection of the three uh, areas that kind of make up data science, which is, uh, I guess, a business application, programming and statistics. And that's just like that, you know, that intersection of that Venn diagram is what we think as the data scientists. So, um, so yeah, I think that it. We also do have trainings that are geared for executives or for people that want a higher level of understanding of data science, so they can just understand the jargon better or talk to the people they manage and understand what they're actually telling them. Um, so yeah, we have all different layer, different levels of training. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, you guys focus predominantly in the Washington area, or is this national? It's national. I mean, it's international. We've had clients contact us internationally, and we are open to whatever comes our way right now. Just as a small company, we are ready to take on uh, the world. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, okay. great attitude. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, okay, and so what's, what has been the feedback so far from uh, companies that you've done these boot camps for or these executive or other types of trainings? Can you share some of the success stories that your clients have had? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's been uh, there's been great success so far. I mean, just in the time period that I've been here, I've seen trainings be deployed, and then the clients coming back with, you know, with um, the 
the information that's been taken from the trainings being used in their day-to-day work. And there's multiple stories like that. Uh, one that really resonated with me was the, once again, the HHS boot camp that happened last uh, fall was the first pilot of the boot camp and the eight-week boot camp I was telling you about. Yep. So uh, one of the students or one of the uh, people in the class he worked for the NIH, the National Institute of Health. It's yeah. under HHS. And he um, he worked in the department where they had to look through documents, look through like many documents to find, you know, it's kind of like a uh, discovery type process, uh, looking through health documents, looking for certain statements. And um, it was a very, uh, just a very drawn out process. And so what he said, he presented the problem statement as this person takes 13 hours to go through all these documents and uh, he wants to make it a shorter process. And so what we learned in the class, like one of the big part chunks of the eight week training was uh, text mining, text processing. Mm-hmm. And through learning that and to, and through building in some, some of the predictive algorithms that we also, predictive methods we taught, so uh, using both the text mining and predictive methods to classify documents, he was able to take that 13-hour process down to under five minutes. Wow. Um, so instead of taking this much time to do this yeah. process, they're going to be able to do it that much faster and get through so many more documents every day. So that was something that just, wow. you know, was, yeah, just so cool that we can, and that's also like, that also reiterates the point that like these people are, I mean, the, like his position in the company was something closely related to data science or data analyst, but he still didn't have the tools to make him quote unquote dangerous. Like he wasn't able to do what he was able to do until we went in and kind of show, like, you know, we're like, actually you could be doing so much more with the data and the tools that you have um, at your disposal. So it was pretty cool. Interesting, very interesting. I, I'm, I'm loving where this is this is all going. Th- that was a very cool case study. But I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. I'm going to ask you a question. Because as you probably know, um, Super Data Science and myself, we're in the space of online education. So my question to you will be, how is your training more beneficial than somebody going and learning these skills online on their own. So what what advantages or what additional value do you bring into organizations? Why would an organization hire you guys rather than just asking their people to, hey guys, go and learn data science online? Well, honestly, I think the online trainings have a great, I, I've taken online trainings myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did my master's in data science a couple years ago. And as a student, in, you know, while I was doing my master's, I knew exactly where to go, on, like exactly what I needed to learn. Yeah. So going online, I was like, okay, I need to understand, uh, you know, the basics of regression better, or I need to understand this part of clustering, or I need to understand. So I would go Google that, find the course, and then take it and understand what I need to understand. But the um, what we think that we offer that is different, you know, because we're in the classroom and actually interacting with the students is that for some of these, most of these people that we're um, approaching have little to no background in actual data science. And 
what we've heard from the companies that we work with or the federal agencies is that sometimes online they can just get lost. Mm -hmm. Like there are just so many different platforms. There's so many different courses that there's not a straight trajectory where they can be like, okay, we are going to learn A, B, C, D, and then we're going to have what we need to move forward and to be armed with what we need to continue moving forward. So I think that this isn't like, okay, like this is better than online training. It's more like this is a complement to online training. And Mm. this is something, instead of going to a two-year master's degree program, um, which many of these people might not have time for, why don't you, why don't we just get your feet wet and like have like a quick, like deep dive into data science and give you the tools to understand what you will need to move forward with. So Mm. like, let's say this guy at NIH, like he knows what he can do to build out this text mining tool, but now he also knows like what else he could learn in data science. And now he might go online and look for more resources. So I think it's, it's just the hands-on training is something that is for me, um, I've taken both online and I've been in classrooms because I was doing my master's. And I think that sometimes being in front of an instructor is also very helpful. Uh, The way we put our (coughs) trainings together, we try to keep a couple case studies and take them throughout the week or throughout the eight weeks so that people, students see the way different algorithms interact with the data. And we also just make sure that we're sometimes customizing it towards that subject matter. So for HHS and for NIH, like we have a lot of health, um, public health type cases. And for another uh, company that we work with, they're a huge defense contractor. So we'll have more to do with engineering and science. So we're able to um, kind of, you know, get the people's attention because that's what they're working with. So I think that's the major. Those are some of the major differences. Gotcha. Gotcha. So on uh, you have the tailored approach to specific uh, businesses or industries domains and on the other hand it's not a uh, you're not comparing contrasting this to online education you're actually complementing online education so by kick-starting their process and giving them specific steps they can follow uh, and, and giving them a feel a taste for what exactly that what what power they will have after they um, or in the power they will gain on this journey into data science. Okay, makes makes total sense. Thank you for that answer. Okay, so that's uh, that's what you guys have achieved, uh, accomplished since 2014, and this massive growth in the past year is very impressive. What are, what are the plans for the company going forward? Are you guys expanding to other niches or um, trying to you know maybe establish another office somewhere? Is there anything that, of course, you know, like you can disclose that is not uh trade trade secrets any uh <laughs> plans for for the future i think they're all top secret no i'm just kidding <laughs> um i yeah i think that we are just you know we're really excited about the direction that we're going and the um, ability to work with some of these large companies and i think in the future we so something that we've actually employed i work with i lead a team of data scientists and we actually build out the content for these courses so that's my main focus is to optimize and to you know to right now at least because we're just starting out and we're we're really ramping up with all these uh new clients Mm. so it's to streamline the way that we build our content and um that's something exciting that we've kind of dove into and that we have a a technical process where we're building all of this stuff in a markdown 
um, interface and we're able to scrape out the code and that kind of thing. So we're hoping to eventually go into, um, you know, and this is the maybe more top secret part, but eventually go into also building up products. Uh, but but we're, we're definitely focused on, um, you know, the area that we're focused on is to make it easier for people to work with data science and once again to spread data science literacy. If that means to building products to help trainings being deployed, uh, maybe that would be something that we're going to be working on in the future. Or um, and, and also we are we also do have a small consulting branch, so we do work with companies to um, help them on their you know their data science problems. And so if as we grow, we could also hope to grow that area and um, you know build out our consulting and consulting services and and see where I think it's kind of just like the world's our oyster. Like we are just so excited to see where this leads and and you know the data science space is growing so fast too. Mm-hmm. And um, I think like an area that's really exciting for me is deep learning. Mm-hmm. And as that space is growing so much, it's uh, hopefully you know we're we're thinking we might be starting to build out some trainings there and and see where that takes us. So gotcha, oh, makes sense. That's that's uh, great great perspectives. And uh, one more question I had on this is uh, what's your secret to getting clients? Because there's probably lots of people listening who are like, yeah, like I, I've been, like I want to be a consultant in data science and I want to help companies in you know, my region or in my country, but like it's, it's, they find it challenging to approach companies or approach enterprises on helping them build, uh, build out this uh, expertise. Are there any tips you can share with people like that? Well, I don't, I don't necessarily head up the sales process, but I've seen our, uh, you know, my manager, the co-founders, and a couple of other people on our team that work really, you know, that do great work. And I think that our secret is just to show our, we uh, usually will go do a couple of demo trainings and people either latch on or, you know, get really excited about what we have to offer. And and we just, we just kind of demonstrate our different the difference that we can make uh, mm-hmm. we can send so we send out send out um, information or powerpoints or you know decks about our company it's, I guess that's usual marketing tactics but uh, a big thing that I've seen that uh, Dimitri does is goes and actually just demo demos trainings and mm-hmm. so that's really helpful yeah okay cool that's some some good advice so not uh, of course sending out decks about the company but also some demo trainings it's very powerful. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. You go. I just wanted to um, do a quick shout out. We have, uh, we also have a, you know, we try to keep a, a social media presence, and we also have uh, multiple blogs, blog posts, and our uh, our most recent one. I think I can send this to you, right? Yeah, sure. Hold on. Uh, let me see. So we have a survey. I just sent that to yep, you. Uh, that is a blog post about data science communicator toolkit survey. So if any one of the listeners actually take that survey, where it'll direct you to what we put together as the data science communicator toolkit, and that is to help uh, help with just what we've been talking, what I've been talking about. You know, help with communicating data science literacy within your company. So. Something that brought me, that made me very excited about this job was uh, when I first heard about it was that 
I worked at uh, Discovery. I don't. I think Discovery's. Do you are you familiar with the Discovery Channel? Oh yeah. Yeah. So bit. I worked at the. I worked at corporate in um, Maryland at Discovery, and we were, I was on a data science team. I was managing a data science team, and you would think that an uh, organization like that, you know, it's an international uh, international TV and media organization would have some kind of data science presence, and I was amazed at how hard it was to communicate what data science actually was to my, uh, to the upper level management, uh-huh. and so this toolkit is exactly for that. Like if you are a data science scientist and you're having a hard time working or trying to help people understand why this is so important um, or that what you're actually doing isn't data science and that you need to kind of change your model, then this would help with that. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I, I have the link here. We'll include it in the show notes. So if anybody wants the data science toolkit, that's where you can get it. Awesome. Okay, great. Um, so that's... Uh, that's in a nutshell, Data Society. If anybody is interested, anybody especially in the Washington area or national, international, it's datasociety.com. You can find out more details there. Let's, uh, let's move on a little bit, or should I say move back a little bit and talk about your career. <laughs> so you, yeah, you've good. had a very interesting journey through lots of different positions, uh, most recently to do with uh, you know, data science and management and consulting and so on. I would love to hear about where it all started and how you went from there. Do you mind sharing with us? Yeah, sure. I have, I definitely have an interesting path. I was actually, so I'll start way back. I um, was in the restaurant industry for a while Mm. and I was, um, you know, I, I really loved the service industry. I was even thinking about going into culinary and, um, that ended up not working out, but I, I always think, I don't know what, you know, I, the restaurant industry is different in every, every country, I guess. Cause I know when I go to India, it's just, um, like here it's just, it's the servers work on tips. So it's a very service based, like customer first type mentality. And I, uh, I thought I learned a lot from working in the service industry. Yeah. I learned a lot about dealing with people and about how to, yeah. you know, read people. And it was a really great experience. And um, so with that experience, I really thought I was, I wanted to do something with communications. So that's where I kind of went into my uh, bachelor's. And that's what I studied in my undergrad was communications, mm-hmm. which is not a quantitative field. Mm-hmm. And... I was taking a, uh, there was a couple of quantitative classes we had to take in communications and I realized that I really loved um, statistics. Like there was a lot of like, there was a couple classes about building true experiments, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, I should be focused on something more statistical and uh, more quantitative. And that's where I looked, I was looking into master's programs and this is right around, this is like 2013 time so like big data all that was just really coming up and I found an awesome program at the George Washington University that was a um, master's in business analytics so it was a combination of employing data science within business and I um, I started that and as I was also working at Booz Allen which is a consulting firm here Mm -hmm. and so I got to kind of um, I was doing my master's and working full-time which is bit of a crazy experience yeah. 
Um, but it was awesome. And because I got to actually employ the things I was learning my master's um, on my day to day job. And that helped me learn even faster. Uh-huh. And then I um, to, just, just kind that, of got. Sorry to interrupt. Can you tell us a bit about Booz Allen Hamilton? What does that firm do? Yeah, sure. So it's a it's a large consulting firm. Uh, it's, you know, there's, there's, um, many locations all around the country. And what we, what Booz Allen did was just work with, once again, private, uh, the private sector, but mostly government contracting. So, uh, just, I worked on, um, multiple projects with different government agencies and you just go in and you kind of help, you know, we win, you, the Booz Allen will win contracts and Mm -hmm. help out the government. So, um, so sometimes there might be a data science. So we have, you know, subject matter experts that go in and help with areas such as uh, um, I started off as a strategic communications consultant. So there's a lot of things like change management mm-hmm. and uh, other types of communication. And then I moved into the data science sector, which was uh, I worked at the FDA, actually, when I was doing my data science. OK. OK. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and where'd you go from there? And then after Booz Allen, I had graduated uh, from the program, mm-hmm. from the master's program, and then I went to Discovery, mm-hmm. which is uh, Discovery Network. There's about 13 different networks. It's international, and it's really cool. Uh, it's a really cool company. It was a really cool company to work for, and I went into uh, data science there. I started off on the television side, and... I then moved to the digital side, so I managed a data science team, and we worked on optimizing the consumption of the discovery networks uh, digitally. So we had a bunch of data about all the different viewers that were watching discovery, and we tried to optimize and mark. You know, I worked with the marketing teams and the ad sales teams mm-hmm. to help uh, help spread discovery throughout the country, throughout the world. Awesome. Any major breakthroughs while at discovery? Honestly, my major break- breakthrough at Discovery was realizing how little people knew about data <laughs> science. So yeah. the breakthrough helped me come to data society. Yeah, okay, gotcha. All right, and so now you're in the business of fixing fixing that issue. Yes, yeah. right, trying to help companies. Yes. Okay, interesting. And so what would you say have been, uh, like apart from that one in Discovery, what, what other major learnings have you had on this pathway? Because... First of all, it's very inspiring to see that you came from a very unrelated, I'd say, background and you know, um, hospitality and, uh, and then communications, and, and you made your way to data science. It's going to be very inspiring for our listeners who are coming from other backgrounds as well. But what would you highlight as your major learnings along the way or, or major, um, I don't know, like career again, breakthroughs that uh, have shaped the professional that you are today? Yeah, I mean, that is a big part of my story that I think is so important. And I hope that people that are listening that aren't actually, you know, that haven't started off in their careers as a technical background is that you, there's no wrong time to start doing this. You just have to have the passion and the drive. And um, that's what that's what I had, you know, like, that's where I, I, I really found that this is something I loved. Um, I love data science. I think that it can be my the, my love for it is that I think that there is so much out there that hasn't been done, and that's 
kind of where my excitement comes from. Like, mm. oh, there's so many areas, there's so many subject matters or, um, you know, different sections of work that don't even use it, that use, don't use all the data that they have. And I think that um, my career breakthrough was finding that this was my passion mm. and that I then I went full force driving. And I mean, that's what I was always looking for. Like, what was I really interested in? And when I found something new, like, for example, when I was studying communications and I realized that you know, maybe I actually like this quantitative part more than the um, written communication. I, instead of like backing down because I didn't have enough of a quantitative background from my, um, from my university studies, I uh, just, you know, went forward full force. Mm -hmm. And, and let me tell you, like when I started my master's, it was not, uh, it wasn't a walk in the park. Like I was starting with most of the people that I started my master's with had computer science or mathematics undergrad graduate degrees. Uh And I was there with like a, you know, totally non-related, like you said, field. And I walked into my first class and it was Python and he just, you know, my yeah. teacher just started going off about for loops and functions. Oh, I had wow. no idea what he was. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my God, what have I walked into? And exactly. I just went home and I did on, you know, I used online learning yeah. to, uh, to learn Python. I went on and just had to spend extra hours and I'm sure I was struggling a lot more than some of those people. But at the end of the day, like I walked out feeling like I learned so much. And I mean, that just changed my career. Like my the things I learned in my master's and kind of flipping it around into being able to use the, I think what really helped me was being able to use my communication skills, which I've learned throughout, like through the hospitality industry and then into my undergrad, use those communication skills as well as learning the hard technical skills and being able to kind of merge the two. Mm-hmm. No, because what I, yeah, because I feel like what I saw when I was in my master's and like bumping into all these uh, computer scientists and mathematicians and people that were really you know knew Python um, and knew all these statistical theories and stuff, but they couldn't, they weren't, were having a hard time being able to communicate it to let's say someone that has no idea what a for loop is or has never touched a, you know, has never programmed before. Um, and those are the people that you need to communicate this stuff to because those are your upper level management most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting entry into the data science field when you come from a non-technical background, like in this case, uh, leveraging your communication skills, because if you do have the perseverance and determination to power through and pick up those communication skills, uh, not communication, those technical skills, those programming skills and other things and algorithms and all the math and statistics. Once, if you do manage to do that, then all of a sudden you find yourself with this superpower that you actually came into data science with at the start, which is communication skills. And that really puts you ahead of the game because as you said, for instance, that's one of the most important and also lacking uh, areas of expertise in the field where people can actually communicate these insights. So in this case, it, it's a, it's definitely a testament. Your career is definitely a testament to that. Anybody can do it. But my question will be, um, what is the driver for your determination? Like I understand the passion and you notice that you love data, but then like walking into that classroom, sitting there and being bombarded with all these for loops and Python and so on, where did you get the courage and the strength to actually persevere and continue learning these things that 
must have uh, felt extremely complex at the time. <laughs> well, that's a more personal journey, but <laughs> I guess I guess that you know I can just say that I've had a lot of. Uh, I mean, throughout life, like there's been a lot of ups and downs. And before I got into this uh, into this career path, and before I even got to pursue this master's, I it was something I never thought I would do. And so, being able to even sit in the classroom and have the opportunity to, you know, learn these things, I, I didn't want to just go at it ha with half measures. I wanted to um, push forward and just do my best. And Maybe it's a competitiveness. I don't know. Um, I know. I you know. I know personally. I'm competitive. I, I, I play a lot of sports. I get really competitive, and it, it seemed like the same kind of thing in the classroom. Like I was like, I can't. I'm not gonna not do this. Mm. I have to do whatever it takes to succeed. And it just and like then that's where the passion also kicked in because it was like a interest. Like oh my god. Like you know. I, I'm sure some if you're listening, like you've also experienced this. Like where you learn about a certain algorithm, and then you start reading about it, and then you start getting all these new questions about like what does this mean? What does this mean? And and that's how it's been so many nights just looking up and you know it's so great that there are these all these online sources for uh, learning about data science because I would just spend hours uh, sometimes just in rabbit holes of learning more and more about um, certain things and then I would think and um, you know my I, ideas would come up in my head like oh I can actually use this to uh, work in my in my current job and it would help it would help build things, you know, it help, it would help optimize production. And, and then I would, you know, that's where like the courage aspect would come in because I would have to take these ideas that could be, you know, total flukes and I would talk to my manager about them. And I realized that, I think I realized that most, a lot of people just don't, don't bring their ideas up. And that if I do worst case scenario, people are going to shut me down. Best case I have, you know, I, I, I get, to be heard and I get to improve something within the company and that's kind of what I've pushed forward on since then. Mm. Okay, well, well, thank you for sharing that. That's very inspiring, I'm sure. Lots of people will be able to relate to that and as you said, we've all had those times in, in our careers when you like you learn something and you have more questions and more questions and sometimes I personally just like get so deep into these questions all the time that I look up at, from my computer at some point, it's like midnight. And I'm, whoa, exactly. <laughs> where did the yeah, day go? Exactly. Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's a very inspiring and a exciting journey in uh, into the field of data science. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, a bit more about your, you know, the technical side of things. So going from not knowing anything like even R programming, to where you are now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read out your data science toolkit that you have on LinkedIn. So guys, get ready for this. R, Python, Spark, Hadoop, AWS, Pig, SAS, Bash, Tableau, SQL, NoSQL, R, Shiny, data mining, and more. How insane is that? That's just like unfathomable for for me to you know like I wouldn't be able to probably pick up all those tools if I came into the field not knowing anything. So. Um, Tell us a bit more about like what tools I, I know I know that probably now in an educator space you don't um, like use them for actual like consulting projects like maybe you do maybe I'm wrong but if throughout your career what have what has been your favorite tool what has been your the most impactful tool that you've used um, any tools that stand out that pop to mind uh, I mean throughout my career I guess 
it depends on where I was working and what I was doing. But I think what my favorite, you know, my bias would go towards the thing that I think would be the most helpful to learn is RRR and Python. Mm -hmm. And I think there's always an, you know, ever going argument about, oh, which one's better? I don't think either one's better. I think they're better, both better for different things. Um, and also at Discovery, I had to use AWS a lot, mm -hmm. Amazon Web Services. And I think that was amazing to work with large amounts of data. Uh, the processing power and the speed at which we're able to do things is um, it was definitely greater than what we what I'd ever be able to do on my local machine. So mm -hmm. that's something else I really enjoyed working with on consulting projects and the ease of which you know the ease of setting up the uh, the virtual machines and the ease of setting up clusters and being able to use cloud computing. Uh, it was great. Mm -hmm. It was something that I really thought was efficient and also just working with, uh, we used Redshift, which was, uh, you know, our data store, where we stored most of our data and just the the way that we're able to pull in data from uh, web sources into into the database was, was great as well. We're able to set up processes so that new data came in every night. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I really, I mean, outside of the teaching education space and just day-to-day um, -day data science, something I really think that um, helped helped me in my career. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. So uh, interesting, so R, Python, AWS. Um, okay, and so um, are these, all the, are these tools all tools that you guys teach at, at uh, Data Society? Yeah, I mean, mostly we focus, most of our courses are focused on actual data science execution and building algorithms and stuff. So we're usually building out our trainings in Spark and Python, I mean, sorry, R and Python. Mm -hmm. um, but we do, yeah, if, if a company says, oh, actually, can you guys also help teach how to deploy Spark? Can you teach how to use uh, R Shiny? Can you teach us how to use how to um, connect SQL with Python, or can you, um, we, you know, we have an intro to SQL course. So we kind of, like I said, like before, that we kind of customize our training. So uh, our major platforms are R and Python, and then we kind of uh, build on those to whatever our clients are asking for. Gotcha. And you mentioned that the two probably most important tools to learn are R and Python. What do you have to say for those listening who really don't, um, don't enjoy programming or don't want to get into it. I know, I know it's, uh, it's not uh, a common thing, I guess, in data science, but sometimes there are people who like, appreciate the power of data science, appreciate the power of um, like, uh, speaking of data and so on, but don't really want to go down the pathway of machine learning or of R and Python. Um, would you, have you encountered those situations in, um, in your trainings and what is your usual approach in that, in, that, in those cases? Yeah, I think that would be, you know, I think that if you don't enjoy the programming aspect, I think that uh, some, uh, you know, a place that you could kind of see yourself within data science would be more on the business side and being able to understand what's going on, but not having to actually deep dive into um, writing the code out. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, uh, some, some of the great better tools in that case would be something like Tableau or, um, you know, building out the visualizations. Mm -hmm. So uh, Tab Tableau is pretty user friendly. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do with the graphical user interface. I do think that a lot of like the cooler Tableau dashboards that you have to put together, you actually have to use uh, some hack 
type of mm -hmm. <laughs> um, action, but but those are those are some tools that you can use to actually you know work with data that's already been manipulated, aggregated, and um, built out. And mm -hmm. I think that if you don't actually enjoy the you know hardcore the programming part. Uh, it's still, it's still really, I mean, it's still really useful to understand what data, like what is going on within the algorithms, like, um, so that you can, you can communicate the findings to people that have no idea what is, what data science is about. Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Uh, thank you. That's, I totally agree with that. Uh, so visualization tools or uh, being, understanding from a business perspective, communicating data science, there's lots of space for any kind of approach that you want to take to data science. Okay, um, how about a rapid fire list of questions? Are you up for that? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> so, what <laughs> is the biggest challenge you've ever had as a data scientist? Hmm. That's a hard one. I have. I would have to go back through my list of all my projects <laughs> that I've worked on. Uh, what's the first one that uh, pops to mind? I mean, honestly, the first one that pops to mind is something that I be, I'm working on currently, and that is just being able to. And it's not as much a data science problem, mm -hmm. um, not as much as data science challenge as. Um, so, you know, so my day-to-day -day role today is directing a team. So yeah. my biggest challenge is optimizing the production of how fast we build these trainings and um, being able to build. So we build out eight-hour trainings, four-hour and eight-hour trainings. Yeah. And uh, my biggest challenge is being able to fit in the perfect amount of information that's technical enough but not too technical to overwhelm students um, but also not too vague because we want to really get into the weeds of data science and that's a huge challenge because when you're trying to explain something like principal component analysis, mm -hmm. how do you stay non-technical enough without getting into exactly what's going on with PCA and under the hood, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm work. So we actually work closely with the team of instructional designers that are that we have a data society, and so we have. My challenge is that my the data scientists I work with uh, and myself sometimes want to get very technical, and the instructional designer team wants to stay very uh, more on the broad side because we can't fit all this material. So just the merging of both of those sides, and that's you know on a whole that's kind of like the data science challenge like staying um, when you're when you're taking these uh, these data science projects to stakeholders you want to stay out of the weeds of the technical part but also be able to um, explain the impact that there is on the business so that's how I would relate it outside of actually building the trainings but yeah my biggest challenge right now is is that exactly as to how do we how do we get this technical enough but keep it simple enough so people can digest it? Mm -hmm. Okay, gotcha. Great challenge. I face that challenge <laughs> on a monthly, if not a weekly basis as well. Totally, totally can relate to that. All right, uh, next one. Uh, what is a recent win you can share with us that you had in your role, in your current role, uh, something that you are proud of? I think the recent win I just I did discuss earlier, but it's just that. So when I came in, 
a lot of our uh, material was actually not in um, it wasn't it wasn't done in markdown it was a lot of decks that were put together where we had code put into the decks we had to like copy and paste from you know from the R script into this uh, text box and you know, there's a lot of formatting and that kind of thing and I think the biggest win that I've had that I'm really proud of is that our team has come up with a way that we can write everything you know the code the content in one script mm. and then we built we built a scraper type thing that actually splits that script up and it it builds the slides out um, in a markdown format using reveal js and then it also builds out the code the exercises um, and so it's a streamlined process which um, so if the code changes, which code always changes because there's always updates yeah. and new packages and everything, we go into one place and we don't have to change it anywhere else. And then we re-scrape the module and it will be ready. So this makes it very easy for us to update, continuously update with the newest packages and newest technology instead of having to you know, go in and change 10 different sources. Gotcha. So, so it sounds like you're applying data science to education about data science. Yeah, pretty much, which is important, right? Yeah. <laughs> live, live, so. uh, what's it called? Uh, talk the talk, walk the walk, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we um, have to be doing that. I mean, that was my whole point when I got in here, too. I was like, we have to, we have to be practicing what we preach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, okay. That's a pretty cool one. Okay. You can see, you can see why that's a big win. Um, all right. What is your, I think you mentioned this uh, a bit, uh, but nevertheless, let's maybe expand on it or maybe you have another one. What is your one most favorite thing about being a data scientist? My one most favorite thing. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's, I think I have a lot of favorite things. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what's, what's the most favorite out of all of them? Um, but my, I think my most favorite out of it is just the excitement of how new the field is and how many areas it hasn't been applied to and, uh, the creativity that comes with data science. Mm -hmm. Totally, totally agree with you. And, um, what, what would you say is like the most, uh, field that you're most excited that data science is like under applied in that field and you can't wait for yourself or for others to get in there and start applying data science? I mean, personally, I think that um, the hospitality industry has not enough data science applied to it. And I have some personal ideas that I think could be applied to, to just increase the you know, amount of sales that restaurants have every day. Mm. So that's an area I'm really excited about. And there's I have two. So that would be one. And then another one is education. Mm. Um, I think my mom is a teacher, and I've heard a lot. She she um, helps with academic therapy, so she teaches uh, students with dyslexia. And there are some opportunities in that area, uh, especially involving image recognition and diagnosis of of people with learning disabilities. Yeah. That I think data science would help so much with, and I'm really excited to explore those areas. Gotcha. Okay, sounds good. And uh, a bit about uh, the hospitality. You said uh, how you have a couple ideas. Are those uh, some that you don't mind sharing in the podcast, or are those like again top secret ideas you you want to work on one day yourself? Yeah, those are those are kind of uh, in stealth mode ideas. Okay. But but hopefully one day everyone will be hearing about them. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's very cool. Um, definitely. 
All right, and where do we get to? All right, so from, and I know you mentioned uh, in your bio that this is a, an interesting topic for you. So here we go. From where you are and from everything you've seen in the space of data and data science, um, where do you think the field of data science is going? And what should our listeners prepare for in order to be ready for the future that's coming you know, three, five, ten years from now? I mean, I think that data science is take. you know, I think that it is a field that I, one of my friends was actually saying this, she works at the State Department and mm. um, and she was, she had been told that she, she interviewed for a new position as an analyst for, you know, foreign affairs and it's a, a traditionally a position where a lot of reading is done, a lot of research, and she was told by the people that interviewed her that she needs to have data science skills. Mm. She needs to be able to analyze data. And so I think that's where it's going. I think it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to penetrate every industry. I think every, people are going to start realizing how important the skill set is, and it's going to be something she, she was saying. She's like, you need to know, you're going to need to know data science. Like people used to need to know how to use Microsoft Word, something like that simple. Yeah. That's what data science is going to be in a few years. Wow. Like if you don't know it, it, you know, I mean, if you don't understand how to read or analyze data, you're going to be missing out on a lot of information that is being, um, you know, that's available to your company. And so I think that I think that data science, I, I think it's just a great area to be in. I think it's a great time to pick it up. Um, it's something that is able, everyone, that you know, there's a resources out there for you to learn. And anytime someone asks me about data science, I just encourage them to like get online and to just try out a course. Um, yeah. And, you know, to see if they like it, to see if, to see what aspects they like about it, to read a book, to, to uh, get involved in some type of, in, in our area, in the DC area, there's a, a lot of meetups that are related to data science. So, so just to, to immerse yourself into data science, I think that it's unknown where the industry is going, but I think that it will be spreading all over, you know, across industries. So it's not just going to be like its own subject matter. It's, an, it's going to be something that all different subject matters use to help them perform better. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Great. That's a great answer. And uh, I, feel, I feel like for some reason, I had a feeling like we're like myth busters right now, that there's this myth that data science is just a hype and is going to drop off uh, after you know a certain time. Would you agree that we, we've just debunked the myth and that it's going to continue, data science is, is here to stay? Yes, I 100% agree. And I think the, the big debunking of the myth is just to understand what data science is and not to think that it's just some type of, you know, mystery or magic or predict uh, some, you know, random prediction that is uh, hype and it's going to it's going to lead. There's so many different aspects of data science. I think that's what people need to understand. OK, gotcha. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, Okay, well, this nicely brings us to uh, the um, you know, concluding part of our podcast. I guess one other thing I wanted to ask you is you've already learned so many different tools, so many different um, techniques, I'm assuming, and ways of applications of data science. And I, I'm sure that your education is not going to stop there. Is there anything else that you are personally looking forward to learning in the space of data science? 
Yeah, definitely. I think that I'm really excited about learning more about deep learning. Mm. There's just so many different types of models, and I don't, you know, I've just only touched TensorFlow and uh, the other packages that sit on top of TensorFlow, which is just one of the many mm. frameworks for deep learning. So I think yeah. um, there's so much out there with that, and um, the different types of, you know, like image recognition, text mining, all of the different areas of deep learning. I've been reading about it, and there's just so much more out there. So I'm really excited about that. Totally, totally agree. Um, okay, well, on that note, thank you so much for coming and sharing your insights on the show. If our listeners would love, would like to get in touch with you and learn more about your career and where it's going and uh, some of the amazing work that you're doing, what, what are some of the best ways to do that? Yeah, you could, um, everyone could reach me at my email, which is Nisha at datasociety.com and I don't know if you can um, spell that out but it's it's, my, it's just my first name N-I-S-H-A and then my company datasociety.com mm -hmm. Gotcha and uh, what about LinkedIn is that a good place to get in touch with you? Yeah sure LinkedIn awesome. uh, you can connect with me and message me and I would be happy to be in touch Awesome okay um, and uh, I have one more question for you today what's a book that you could recommend to our listeners to enhance their careers? So I was thinking about this because uh, I knew I was going to have to tell you what book, uh, <laughs> my favorite book. And there are so many books out there, uh, but a book that really, yeah. really helped me uh, at the beginning of my career with data science, it just, you know, I think it really goes in, uh, gives you a good foundation about uh, the basics of data science. And it's actually in... Um, is written with code in R, mm -hmm. is the Introduction to Statistical Learning. Uh -huh. uh, I think that it has, it covers a bunch of machine learning algorithms. It gives you such a good basis, and you can, I, I mean, I find myself referring back to that even today. Uh, so I think that I would highly recommend that, and then it has a, you know, a second, second book that goes with that after you've gotten your basis is the elements of statistical learning. Mm -hmm. And I was um, in a data science, you know, one of my master's classes and uh, my professor referred to it as the Bible of statistics. So uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's, I think both those books are amazing. And I think I would suggest the readers to, for you guys to go check them out at least. And you can, you can find them online and you can download the PDFs or you can even get the hard copy. Gotcha. All right, thank you very much. So those, uh, those books come up on the show quite often. Introduction to Statistical Learning and elements, the Elements of Statistical Learning. All right. Yeah. Yeah, thank you very much for sharing those. And uh, also, once again, thank you so much, Nisha, for coming on the show and sharing all your amazing insights today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed talking with you. Same here. All right, take care. All right, thank you. So there you have it. That was Nisha Iyer. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. My favorite part, my favorite takeaway from today was this whole idea of organizations more and more with time upskilling their workforce in order to be able to, to be data literate and to be able to work with data. Um, it's something that's going to affect all of us and uh, all of the people around us, everybody we know, a good way. Uh, an apt way that Nisha put it was like before, long, long time ago, nobody needed to know Microsoft Word. Then with time, more and more people were required to know Microsoft Word. And today, um, you can't really get into any, almost any 
uh, role or at least any corporate role without knowing Microsoft Word. And it's, it seems like a very essential skill for us now. Um, some, so something similar is most likely going to happen with data science and data science is here to stay. And you can get all the materials for this episode at www.superdatascience.com slash 167. There you'll find the form that Anisha mentioned that uh, if you fill out, you will get their toolkit that uh, they supply at the Data Society. You can also get all the show notes, the uh, transcript for this episode and links to the books that Nisha mentioned. And of course, the links to Nisha's LinkedIn. Make sure to connect with Nisha and stay in touch. And on that note, we're going to wrap up for today. I look forward to seeing you back here next time. Until then, happy analyzing.